0: Allah says waḍarū and you all leave the rub from the root letters waḍal ra What does it mean? To leave, to abandon something. For example, you have, let's say, a water bottle. You don't want it. You drank whatever you wanted from it and you don't want it anymore. So what do you do? You just leave it in the masjid. You just leave it, you know, wherever you are. So this is what. Leaving. Alright? This is wadr. Wadara yadiru. Likewise, a person has a habit. A habit of what? Let's say saying certain words. And they make a promise I'm gonna stop saying these words, I'm gonna leave them. So leaving that habit is what? Wadara yadiru. So Allah tells us to leave something here To abandon something here You know just like you just Abandon that water bottle And you walk away You never think about it And even if it comes to your mind You're like Whatever it was only a water bottle And I got it for free anyway And so what if there was water left in it I can always get more water So you're not sad About leaving that water bottle Right You're not depressed About leaving that water bottle So Allah wants us to leave certain things, abandon certain things, and never regret leaving them. You know, like if you've left certain things in life previously, you may have regrets. You may have regrets. Is it true? Do you have regrets over leaving anything? For example, you begged your parents, I want to change my school, I want to change my school, I don't like this school. So you get them to switch you to a different school. And you go to that different school and it's even more weird. So sort like, bad idea, bad choice. But you've left it. It's gone now. You have regrets. Yeah, but what can you do? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to leave certain things and we should not have any regret over leaving it. Rather, we should be happy about leaving it. Are you ever happy about leaving certain things? Like what? so for example if there is a school that you don't want to go to and you finally leave it you know you've been in middle school for like so many years you're like I hate this building I don't like the VP I don't like this person I don't like that person you're waiting for that year when you graduate to high school when you leave it you're like gone done with it anything else? that you feel happy about leaving? yeah Okay, like for example, a person who happened to be a friend and they didn't turn out to be a good friend and finally you leave them and you're like, I'm so glad I'm not close to that person anymore. Because as long as I was with them, I was miserable or I was, you know, doing bad things or saying bad things because they were such a bad influence on me. So alhamdulillah, they're out of my life. Alhamdulillah, I've left them and I'm very happy as I am right now. What about like an object, something? Has it ever happened that you hate a pair of shoes? Or you hate certain clothes? Or you hate a jacket? You're like, I want to get rid of it. It's about time. I've been wearing it for three years. And then one day you forget it. somewhere. when you're like, happy inside. <laughs> pretending that, oh, I lost my jacket. But on the inside, you're like, finally I get rid of that. Yes. So she said a friend of hers, they lost their cat. So her husband was very sad that they lost their cat, but the wife was very happy because she didn't want that cat anymore. Hmm? So anyway, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to leave certain things. What is that? Allah says, "Wadaru and leave zahir, apparent الْإِثْم the sin and بَاطِنَهُ It's hidden. Meaning leave all sins whether they are zahir or they are batin what does it mean by zahir apparent visible that which people can see those sins which are done publicly and those sins which are with the limbs you know like actions and batin what is batin that which is hidden so what does it mean by hidden? That which is hidden from the people, meaning people don't see that you're doing that sin. Why? Because you're doing it in your house, you're doing it on your computer, uh, you're doing it with the door closed, you're doing it uh, somewhere where people cannot see you. And battling is also that which is hidden in the heart. For example, entertaining hatred for someone. You just, I'm just, I just hate this person. I hate them so much. But on the appearance you're like... Hmm. Big smile. On the apparent, you show your concern and in the heart, you're boiling, you're angry, you're furious. This is what? A sin that baatlin, Hidden. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, leave all sins. Whether they're apparent or they're hidden. Whether they're done publicly or they're done privately. Just leave them. Don't have anything to do with them. And once you leave them, be happy. Once you leave them, then you will relax. Then you'll be satisfied. And once you leave them, never have regrets over leaving them. Rather take that as an accomplishment. That alhamdulillah, I left that sin. Why should you leave all sins? Why? Because inna, indeed, Ladina, those people who yaqsibuna, they earn, al-isma, the sin, those people who acquire sin, whether that sin is apparent or hidden, whether that sin is public or private, سيجزونة, Soon they will be recompensed, they will be punished. bima, Because of that which canu they used to, يَقْتَرِفُونَ They used to commit. Meaning, those who commit sins, they will definitely be punished for the wrong that they are committing. In other words, every sin brings punishment. Whether it is done publicly or it is done privately. That Allah does not approve of any sin. Whether people approve of it or they don't approve of it. Whether you do it with your hands or you do it in your heart. Allah doesn't approve of it. Every sin, you will have to suffer consequences for it. Therefore, leave all sins. Therefore, it's not okay to commit any sin. It's not alright to commit any sin at all. Now, let's discuss, or let's come up with examples of al Ism, apparent sins, outward sins, manifest sins, sins that others can see. What are they? Yes. Okay, so for example, a person is swearing. You know, they have the guts to like say bad words in front of their mom, in front of their dad. And you're like, I don't care. And they go bleep, bleep, bleep. They keep going, keep going. After every two, three words, and they're like, in their heart, I'm so cool. I'm so confident. I can say whatever. Allah says, leave it. Leave it. Even if you think it looks nice, yeah. Even if, People say it looks nice? Yes. Even if people approve of it? Yes. Because when do we commit sin openly? Either when we don't care about people, right? Or people approve of it. Correct? For example, if a person is taking a grocery cart out of the parking lot, five or six blocks away from the grocery store to their house, And as they're rolling it, it's going da 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 and the whole world can hear it. And they're just confidently walking away. What does it show? They don't care about anybody. It's kind of theft, right? Because you're taking the cart away from the grocery store, and the grocery store is going to suffer. It's their property, you're taking it away without their permission. Correct? So in a way, it's kind of theft. And if it's not theft, definitely it is khiyana. Definitely you're breaking the rules. Even if you paid 25 cents for it, really. It's still a sin. Right? But when people walk with that grocery cart, what does it show? That they're so confident about that sin. I mean, they don't care about people. Even if people are looking at them like, strange, what are you doing? But still they don't care. Or in certain, let's say, areas, it's not really a big deal. Why? Because everybody does it. Nobody's going to call the cops. Nobody's going to go tell the grocery store people that you stole their grocery cart. Correct? So others approve of it. Your mom approves of it. Or your sister approves of it. Still, should we do it? Should we do it? No. We're still not allowed to do it. Why? Because when it's a sin, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَكْسِبُونَ الْإِثْمَ سَيُجَزَوْنَ بِمَا كَانُوا يَقْتَرِفُونَ You might never be caught on camera. They might never come after you. However, will Allah hold you accountable? You know the answer.
1: I just wanted to share that many years ago I worked at a store and these carts actually cost the store owner $500 each cart. So it is theft. And it was one of the biggest like losses that the store would get because everyone would just walk off with them and then at the end of the day there's like three carts left. And they had to like uh, redesign the carts so that no one can walk home with them. Yeah.
0: Like in certain parking lots, they have that trolley just freezes. Like you can't take it. right? Why do they have to do that? Because people don't care. They're so confident about the wrong that they're doing. So lahir al الْإِثْمِ Other examples of apparent sins, public sins. Did you want to say something? Yeah. Gossip. You're talking about others, right, in a bad way, not that nice way. And you're doing it just because everybody's doing it and they want to listen. You're like, yeah, yeah, tell me more. Okay, so what happened? And then what happened? What did you say? What did they say? And they're giving you so much attention. They're listening to you so eagerly. You're like, yeah, and you start making things up. Even if you're being approved of talking in that manner, does Allah approve of it? He does not approve of it. So leave it. Stop that conversation. Parking in wrong places, people are doing it openly, not a big deal. Okay. Other examples of Lahir al Ism are, for instance, a person committing zina openly. Right? For example, a person being a Muslim has a haram relationship with someone. And their parents know of it, their siblings know of it, their family knows of it, and they don't care. Or let's say the family approves of it. They're like, It's okay, not a big deal. Still, even if your parents are okay with you doing something wrong. You know, because sometimes your family allows you to do something wrong. Like sometimes the husband tells the wife to do something wrong. He will allow her. The parents will allow the children to do something wrong. For example, a child, you know, steals somebody's phone and the parents are like, my son is so clever. (laughs) He's so smart. Right? They're telling lies, they're making things up, and the mother is so proud of her child. Oh my child, he just knows how to make up stories so well. Right? They manage to deceive the teacher and say that, yeah, I was sick, so they bring a fake doctor's note, right? So that they can get a retest or a schedule or something like that. And the parents are, No, my child, my son, my daughter, they're so smart. They'll get through life very easily. They'll get their way always. That's always what I wanted for my children to be confident, to be successful and they have all the, you know, good qualities for that. Yes. Yeah. That many times lying over the phone. For example, the mother is sitting right there and somebody calls and the daughter picks up the phone. My mom's in the shower (laughs) because mom tells her that, I'm in the shower, tell them. (laughs) So the mom is telling the daughter to lie Okay? Zahir al-ism. But Allah doesn't approve of it. You can tell them, huh? she's busy right now, may I take a message? She's not available right now, may I take a message? Yes.
1: Another example is like wearing immodest clothing. Mm-hmm. So one time I remember there was a sister and we were in the masjid parking lot and we had to change seats in my car and she didn't want to get out of the car in the parking lot because there were some people that she knew from high school and they were religious and she was like, they're going to see me, right? And I was thinking, Allah seeing you, right? In what you're wearing and I can't believe it. And she didn't get out of the car. She just changed like within the car, the seats. It was kind of funny. Yeah.
0: So, lahir al ism, for example, you go to a certain place, you're wearing certain clothes and you know that people are cool with it. They're okay with it. So, You go around wearing clothes that Allah doesn't approve of, but still you wear them because people approve of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want us to do that. وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِسْمِ وَبَاطِنَ And hidden sins, secret sins, private sins. For example. Okay. So for example, somebody has a crush on someone. Okay. Remember having a crush in the sense that having such feelings, you're not sinful for having those feelings. However, if you follow them up by looking, by talking, talking in that way, you know what I'm talking about, right? And sitting with them and talking about them and describing them to your friends and obsessing over them, that is wrong. That is wrong. Because that feeling you don't have control over. Do you? Do you force yourself to like somebody? Never. But it happens that you see somebody and you're like, mashallah, you know, I wish I could <laughs> marry that man. Mashallah, he's going to the masjid. Mashallah, he gave such an amazing khutbah. He's only in high school. He's only in second year university. Mashallah, mashallah. I want a man like that. Okay, you have that feeling. However, if you follow that feeling with some kind of action, some kind of words, if you think about that person too much, right? And you're dreaming about, maybe I'll marry him one day, and maybe we'll go for a run together, you know, maybe we'll go to movies together, and you just have this whole, you know, life built up in your head, that is wrong. Okay? And if a person is doing this, and their parents have no idea, Tell them yeah yeah mom he's in the MSA and we have a meeting we have to discuss this event that's coming and um, that's why I have to meet him over coffee over here and that's why I'm late and that's why I'm talking to him whereas the intention is completely different Mom has no idea dad has no idea or they think yeah my daughter's so good she's so active in the MSA and in reality what's happening it's hidden but what does Allah say وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْمِ Leave those sins which are hidden as well. Somebody raise your hand from here. Good point. Many times it happens that people hide, for example, their marital status or other details about them which are true. Hmm? That are true whether it is their name or it is their last name or it is their age or it is their marital status or it is the number of their children, they hide these facts and they lie about them. Right? So for example, they say, I am single, I am divorced, I have no husband. And yes, I'm a Muslim, I come in hijab, abaya every year with a new child or every other year with another child. And yes, I believe that Muslims do not commit zina. And I'm a very pious woman, I wear hijab, but every second year I have a new child, but I'm divorced. And I'm single. And that's why I need more money from the government. So, hiding your reality, your true facts, battling, right? Leave such sins as well. It's not right to lie to others. You know, we learned about the sanctity of others' wealth. The sanctity of other people's property there's some money, even if it's $50, even if it's $100, you don't have right over it. Don't lie to get that money. Don't lie to get that money. Because when you will take that, remember that somebody will suffer. You know who will suffer? Another person who genuinely needs money. But they will be refused because people don't trust a certain community anymore. Who else will suffer? People who have to pay the taxes, right? They're working so hard, and at the end of the day, they have to give so much of their money as tax. They're suffering because of your lying. So you're committing that sin in a baton way, leave that sin as well. Somebody raise their hand, Misha. Yes, that backbiting, talking bad about someone behind their back, so you're battling from them, hidden from them, And even if you are zahir before others, it's a double sin, batin and zahir. So leave that. Another example of batin is what people do with themselves in private. Whether it is doing something online, for example, on some website, pretending that you're somebody else, right? and you are emailing someone or talking to them and lying to them about everything. This is what? A batin sin. Because over the internet, people commit many sins. Right? sometimes in a zahid way as well. So for example, they'll post something online, they'll tweet something, something on their Facebook they will put, and everybody sees it. But for some reason, people think that nobody's going to see it. Isn't it? Which is why people say the strangest things online. They will do the strangest things online as well. They will write comments which are not appropriate. They will write words which are not appropriate. They will post pictures of themselves which are not appropriate. They will like something or someone which is not appropriate. Right? They will share a link which is not appropriate. or بَطِن Another example is, for instance, ظاهر, a person committing zina openly and battling that a person doing something with their private parts which is not allowed. Which is not allowed. We discussed earlier that having the feelings, you're not sinful for that. But you are supposed to control those feelings. But if a person touches their private part to the point that they have sexual pleasure, and mom doesn't know, nobody knows, they're in bed, they're hidden under the blanket, nobody knows about it. Allah knows. Allah knows. You cannot do with your private part what Allah doesn't allow you to do. Neither with someone nor with yourself. You can't do that. And it's very important that we realize that it's wrong for me to do it even if I'm doing it with my own hands. It's still wrong. It is still something that Allah doesn't approve of. And yes, there may be differences of opinion out there. However, in the Qur'an, very clearly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that those who guard their private parts, illa ala azwajihim except their spouses. So you can only attain sexual pleasure with who? With a spouse. Not with your hands. And if we don't consider sin to be sin, then how can we stay away from it? Why do you think masturbation is called a secret habit? Because it's a secret bad habit. And it gets worse and worse. Because... Once a person does it, because of their thoughts. Next time, they have to see something graphic. Next time, they have to imagine something really graphic. Why do you think people develop such pathetic habits? Whether it's pornography, or it is touching other people, harming children in this way as well. Where does it come from? Batwing sin. Right? Batlinson sin does not remain batwing for long. It becomes zahir. A person does it in their room once, and then they do it publicly. They do it to somebody else. This is how evil begins. So, al ismi wa وَبَاطِنَ Leave all sins. Whether it's protected by your password, or it is hidden behind a different name, or it is something that your parents don't have access to, still, it's a sin. And yes, we're afraid of our parents, we're afraid of our peers, We are afraid of our teachers maybe. But who should we be most afraid of? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because at the end of the day, really, if somebody does something wrong and their parents want to punish them, what can they do? Yell at them? Ground them for a week? Take their phone away? Take their iPad away? Okay, what will happen after a year? Things will be back to normal. Hopefully, inshallah. Right? How much can people punish you? How much can they reprimand you? Not that much. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he, if he punishes a servant for the wrong that He has done, where can that servant go? Where can that person go? How can they save themselves? Imagine if a person ends up in hellfire because of the secret sins that he or she has been committing. Can he escape? Can he avoid that punishment? Yes.
1: When you know how you said a secret sin can come, you know,
0: um, open it can be open. When we have some feeling for somebody we don't like them, we should we're supposed to make a du'a to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to make us like them. Because if we keep hating that person, it's gonna come out. Yes, that hatred is gonna come out. That jealousy is eventually gonna show. That pride is eventually going to come out. So watharu ithmi wa Why? Because إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَكْسِبُونَ الْإِسْمَ سَيُجَزَوْنَ بِمَا كَانُوا يقترفون They will be punished for the wrong that they are doing. In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 33, we learn, قُلْ إِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ رَبِّيَ الْفَوَاحِشِ مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَمَا بَطَنُ Say, My Lord has forbidden immoralities, all immoralities, whether it is apparent or it is concealed, whether it is done publicly or privately, whether it's with the limbs or with the heart whether it's with the tongue or just in the mind. Every kind of sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden. Why? Because those who commit sins, they will see the consequences. Nobody can get away with doing something wrong. Remember this, if I've done something wrong, I can never ever get away with it. Maybe I can deceive my family, I can deceive my husband, but... I can never get away with it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. And at the end of the day, He's the one who punishes. And sometimes what happens is, that when we look at other people, and they're doing something wrong, we're like, look, they're perfectly fine. They're so happy in fact. Right? And here I am, making my life miserable, telling myself, no, but I should stay away from this, and I should not do this. You know, I follow so many rules, and look at how difficult my life is. Look at these people, they're doing every wrong action and they're completely fine. So what's the big deal if I do it too? Has this thought ever come to your mind? Hmm? Everybody has, you know, a friend from the opposite gender and sometimes from the same gender, okay, like that kind of a friend, and nothing's happening to them. It's not that they're getting extremely sick or they're getting bad marks in school or they lied and their nose didn't get long, you know. Everything's fine. They're normal. In fact, they're happy. Look how satisfied they are. Look how happy they are. Look how excited they are every day. They come and hug their friend and, you know, they're just fine. And here I am, a loner. And here I am, being miserable. What's the big deal? And then we tell ourselves, Allah's forgiving. Allah's merciful. Or we tell ourselves, I don't care. I've had it. I'm done with it. I want to be free. I don't like all these rules. I want to relax. I want to have fun. I'm young. I'm supposed to have fun. It's my right. And we come up with excuses and reasons. But tell yourself, remind yourself at that time, it's still not okay. Just because somebody is happy now, doesn't mean they will be happy in the hereafter. Because, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَكْسِبُونَ الْإِسْمَ سَيُجَزَوْنَ بِمَا كَانُوا يَقْتَرِفُونَ They will be punished eventually. Either now, or later nobody's getting away with any sin
1: yes my friend's mom she works at metro and she tells my friend and my friend tells me that all these young girls who work at metro with her they're always complaining about how their boyfriend treats them like how wrongly and i'm like subhanallah like we don't have to worry about any of that right like life is already complicated as it is like We don't have to worry about any of that. And you may think they're happy, but you know, with that comes a lot of downs too, so. Yeah.
0: And even if there is a lot of happiness attached to it, a lot of benefit attached to it, remember that in the long run, it's not going to be beneficial. It's not going to be good. For example, a girl, she has a secret relationship, you know, friendship with a guy. Okay? And let's say they happen to be Muslim, both of them. And their parents don't know. And eventually they do want to get married, but their parents don't allow. Have you heard such a story? Of course. Of course. Or, they change their mind. I remember somebody telling me, but one of their very, very close friends, that how they and this other person, they were really good friends throughout university. And everybody knew that eventually these two are going to get married. Okay? And these are Muslims, by the way. And then what happened all of a sudden? The girl, she got married to somebody else. Just out of the blue. And the guy is just left shocked. What happened? Everything was fine. I've been waiting all these years, waiting for her to complete her degree, get myself a good job so that her parents would approve of it. And here she is getting married to somebody else. He was depressed. For so many years, he didn't want to get married. And eventually he did. So, Remember that every wrong action that Allah does not approve of, eventually, if you do it, eventually you're going to suffer. So, no matter how beautiful it seems, no matter how enjoyable and attractive it may seem, no matter how much people encourage you to do it, don't do it. Don't do it. Because it's only going to bring you trouble.
2: as In history class, we were talking about...
0: Just a little louder.
2: uh, We were doing this article and it was talking about how people are able to do more sins because they feel distanced from what they're doing. So, like, when Hitler was telling people to kill, like, Jewish people, people couldn't kill them, like, up
0: front and, like, point a gun at people and shoot them. So they distanced the people who were supposed to kill them by putting them in a separate room from the other people so they were
2: able to do the wrong actions. So people are able to do wrong actions when they're not actually seeing what the consequences are. Yeah,
0: Because when you see the consequences before you, then you can't do it. Because after all, you're a human being. Right? When you see the consequences before you, you're not going to do it. And when the consequences are hidden from you, then you can do it. Like for example, here is a person just you know, moving around certain control certain buttons. He doesn't hear the screams. He doesn't watch that child bleeding to death. He doesn't watch that mother screaming for her dead child. He doesn't see it. All he has to do is press a button. He can do it very easily. But when he will see the consequences, you know, his heart will tell him, there's something you don't do. So we should remember the consequences so that we can stop ourselves from sin. Every time there's a temptation, remind yourself of fire. Remind yourself of fire. Literally. Literally. When you don't want to pray, go stand in front of a stove or some fire, lighter or something if you have an electric stove. But something. Remind yourself of that heat and ask yourself, can I tolerate this for even a minute? Can I tolerate this for even a minute? I cannot. So when I cannot tolerate this, I'm not going to do the sin. Bismillah. The thing is, we forgot Allah Subhanahu wa Taala watching us. If we really know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala watching us, just like a camera in front of us, we wouldn't sin. I remember once uh, the girls I teach them memorization class, uh, they keep talking. I tell them, don't talk, don't talk. They don't want to listen. So what I did, I put the phone. I said, I'm recording your voice. None of them want talk. Yes. Almost half an hour, they all silent. Subhanallah. If really we realize Allah yes. watching us, very true. If we realize that everything is being written down and recorded, even these words that I'm saying, we won't say them.
1: I know one of my friends, uh, they were like friends like when they were young, and finally they got married. But now their daughters are of that age. They said to me, like, please don't let my daughters and my sons know that me and my husband were friends before because I'm worried about my kids now.
0: That yeah. if they find out that we were dating, then they will say, we want to do it too. Why do you stop us? Alright, so, al-ismi mm-hmm. wa Leave all sins. Because at the end of the day, even if people are watching, or even if people are, you know, they approve of it, and sometimes certain people may not be watching, who is watching you? Always? Allah is. Who doesn't approve of that action? Allah doesn't. And at the end of the day, your matter is with who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not with the people. وَلَا ta'kulu, and do not eat. Mimma from that which. Lam not yudhkar, it was mentioned. Ismu name, Allāhِ of Allah, alayhi upon it. Do not eat of that meat, that animal, over which the name of Allah was not mentioned. Why? Because innahu And indeed it لَفِسْق Surely a sin. What's a sin? What's a sin? Eating of that meat, of that animal, over which Allah's name was not mentioned when it was slaughtered. Look at this ayah. Allah says, it is a fisq, it is a sin to eat such meat. So sometimes, you may be with certain people who approve of eating Let's say, the بِحَمِيْتِ Okay, because they eat anything. They just say, say, bismillah and eat. Hmm? But still, who's watching you? Allah's watching you. You're like, yeah, my mom, yes, she doesn't approve it, but she's not here. So if I take a burger from McDonald's and my mom's never gonna find out, I'll eat it, what's the big deal? No, it's a sin. Even if it's baatin, your parents don't find out what you eat at school, what you eat when you go to the mall with your friends. Your parents don't know. But who knows? Allah knows. Yes.
2: Sometimes we're not careful what we're eating. So, for yes. example, about the
0: ingredients, we're not that careful.
2: Ingredients and fries, especially, we think that it's just you know fries, they're potatoes, we can eat it. But um, some of these restaurants they fry it within the same oil that they fry the chicken, so yeah. it's not halal. So it's best to ask.
0: Yeah. Now it's different, but before they used to flash fry them in you know certain kind of meat fat and then preserve them and then refry them later on. Now apparently it's been changed, but before that was the way. Allahu A'alaam. Yes. salamu kind of related to what she and you were just saying, a lot of times it is just potatoes, but they're frying it in the oil that's not vegetable-based. Yes. That happened to us recently. We were out with my parents, and we were far away from home, so we decided to just go to a fish and chips shop, because we were really yeah. hungry. Yes. And we were ready to order, but we thought at the last moment just to ask what kind of oil they used. And... The man he saw that we were Muslim. He's like, oh, if you're worried about it being vegetable oil, we don't use vegetable oil. It's animal based. So yes, then and we think hungry. it's only fish. What's wrong with fish? But many times the batter is what beer. You know that? You didn't know. Now be careful next time you eat fish from outside, from a non-Muslim restaurant. Make sure you ask them what's in the batter. Yeah.
2: Assalamualaikum. Two years ago, I was invited to... um, Me and a new Muslim sister were invited to attend a a breakfast for new Muslims. And it was held at a non-Muslim restaurant. So I wasn't eating at the time, but she... Like, I didn't order anything, but she had ordered. And we were with a whole bunch of new Muslims and Muslims. So the place was reserved for Muslims. And when she ordered her food, she's like, I can taste pork on my plate, even though it was just eggs and potatoes. And then after... So I just looked at everybody around the Muslims, like we don't know what that tastes like. But she was able to know because she was a new Muslim. She said, I disliked it when I was a non-Muslim and I I dislike it now. And I was like, everybody's enjoying their food and they don't know that it's um, grilled on the same
0: Yeah. So always ask. And alhamdulillah, you live in a country where you have the right to find out about what you're eating. You have the right to Demand information, right? That is going to affect you. So when you have that liberty, take advantage of it. If you remind yourself, it's a sin, it is a sin, then you won't want to eat that which is haram. And you won't want to, you know, turn a blind eye to the ingredients list, right? Like, for example, if someone is allergic to a certain food product, what do they do? Or what do their family members do? They're always checking the ingredients. Even if they know that certain cookies are okay, but every time they will purchase those cookies, they will still read. Why? Because what if the ingredients changed? You never know. I don't want to take a chance. So just like that, you don't want to take a chance. وَإِنَّهُ Wa inna And indeed, الشياطين, the devils, layuhuna, Surely they inspire. Ila tu Their friends. The Devils, they inspire their friends, meaning they put waswasa in their hearts, they instigate them, they give them ideas. Why? So that they argue with you. So for example, it's from shaitan, this thought, that how come you don't eat of that animal which Allah killed. So remember that this is from shaitan. to أَطَعْتُمُوهُمْ And if you were to obey them, who? The people in what they tell you to eat. Innakum indeed you la kun surely you would be associating partners with Allah. If you were to obey the people in what they command you, in what they order you, to tell you it's only fries, what's the big deal? I mean how much animal fat would be on these fries anyway? How much? And nobody dies if they eat pork. Come on, it's not gonna kill you. So what's the big deal? Eat it. Allah says wa in if you obey them. Innakum la mushrikun. Then you would be doing shirk with Allah. How? How would you be doing shirk with Allah? Because you are preferring somebody else's command over the command of Allah. The right of Allah, you're giving it to somebody else. You're obeying someone in disobedience to Allah. And that is a kind of shirk. Because Allah alone deserves to be obeyed. That is His unique right. Right? And if you take somebody else's legislation, their command, and you are disobeying Allah then, then you would be committing shirk. Let's listen to the
3: recitation. وَمَا لَكُمْ أَلَّا تَأْكُلُوا مِمَّا ذُكِرَ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَقَدْ فَصَّلَ لَكُمْ who are the people مَا are the people who are the بغير علم ان ربك هو اعلم بالمعتدين وذروا ظاهر الاثم وباطنه ان الذين يكتسبون الاثم سيجزون بما كانوا يقترفون ولا تاكلوا من ما لم يذكر اسم الله عليه، وإنه لفِسق، وإِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ who is إِلَى one who is the وَإِنْ أَطَعْتُمُهُمْ the
0: so some people they get influenced by these, you know, ideas that come from shaitan and they obey ghayr Allah. And others, what happens? They remain firm, no matter who tells them, no matter who tries to convince them, they don't listen. They only listen to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. That if a doctor tells you, you better change your eating habits, you better stop eating this particular food, you better stop smoking. Because if you continue, you're going to die within one year. You're going to die within five years. You're going to get this and this cancer. You're going to get this and this problem in your body. What happens? People, they leave those habits immediately. Right? All of a sudden, they will change their diet completely. No matter how much they love those certain foods, they will leave them. Why? Because a doctor has said, if I continue, I'm going to die. If I continue, I'm going to get cancer. I'm going to get heart problems. So I have to stop. And they leave them. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to leave a sin, then what happens? We contemplate and we think about it. We're like, yeah, but it's fun. Everybody does it. It's harmless. It's innocent. I'm only 18. I'm not married yet. I'm still very young. I have a long life to do umrah and hajj and seek forgiveness from Allah.
1: as um, There was once a sister that was um, traveling with her family. And um, her family was planning to take her to like this. Um, basically, in America, it was like the Wonderland here. The sisters were planning to go swimming, and they were suggesting to her to just like take her hijab off and just go swimming. And one person said to her, "You know, the sky is not going to fall if you just do that." Despite everyone going against her, she still ignored them and said, "No, I'm not swimming."
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the way. Because you know, the sky is not going to fall over you. Okay. Nobody's going to look at you strange. That, hey, that girl, her head is not covered. <laughs> Nobody's going to give you those looks. Right? But still, you're not going to do it because Allah doesn't approve of it. Right? You'll go swimming in a private pool where it's covered and where there's only sisters, but outside in public, in the open where men can see you, you're not going to do it. Why? Because Allah doesn't approve of it. And such a person, Allah says, a woman. A is wa and man who? The one who cana, he was made and dead. He was dead before. What happened for So we gave him life. How was he dead? He had no faith. He had no iman. He was like a dead person. And Allah subhanahu wa taala gave him life. How? That He gave him iman. He gave him confidence to follow him, to obey him, to worship him. Allah gave him a new life. Waj'alna, and we made lahu for him. Nuran, a light. We made for him a light. Meaning, we gave him guidance. Yamshi, he walks from shin Ya. Mashia, to walk. He walks, be he with it, meaning with that light, fin amongst the people. He is living amongst the people. He has this light, this guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him. And he doesn't keep that light hidden in his house, hidden in his private life. No. That light is with him wherever he or she is. Meaning he follows the guidance of Allah, the commands of Allah, wherever he or she is. He obeys Allah wherever he is because he knows Allah is watching him. He leaves sins wherever he is. Why? Because he knows that Allah is watching him. Such a person with faith, with life, with iman, with this light, with this guidance. And you know, living a very secretive life in the sense that nobody knows about your worship, nobody knows about your hijab, nobody knows about your goodness. It's very easy. But being amongst people, that is difficult. You know, for example, one is that you didn't wear hijab before, now you start wearing hijab and you don't go to school anymore, you homeschool. Okay, there is nur inshaAllah, alright? But imagine going back to that same school and now you're going with a hijab on. This is yamshi biheef nas. This is being amongst the people with that nur that Allah has given you. This is much greater in the sense that this is more difficult. And in order to do that, you have to have more faith. You really have to be determined. Because many people, what happens is, that once they leave the bad company, they become very good. And as soon as they go back to that same company, they go back to those same friends, those same people, that same school, what happens? All their goodness, they leave it behind. They switch back to how they used to be before. No, they didn't really get guidance then. Who is the true recipient of guidance? The one who changes his ways completely, and even when he's amongst people, he lives with that guidance that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has granted him. He lives those commands that Allah has given him. Yamshi bihi fan nas. Yes.
2: So yeah. So that reminds me how some people think that Salah should be confined to prayer rooms and things like that, but. Um, there's that hadith that the whole earth is a masjid. Yes. So it doesn't really... The point is that um, religion shouldn't be just confined to like a certain room, but it's, you know, a way
0: of life. It's, exactly. It's a, it's, it's a way of life. It's supposed to be with you, in you, wherever you are. Whether you're at the mall or you're at school, at work, with your friends, with your aunties, with your mom's friends, whoever. Wherever you are, if you've really accepted the noor that Allah has given you, then it will show.
2: Yes. This one time me and my friends were, um, we were at like the train station or something. And it was <clears throat> Jummah that day and we had to pray our Asr. So there weren't that many people, but we decided to like pray there. And there was this one guy who was like watching us and then eventually like he, he put his own jacket down and he started praying and then he came up to us and he's just like, thank you for reminding me about my prayers.
0: So. And if a person thinks that, no, no, if I'm home, if I'm at school, and you know, close to a prayer room, yes, I'll pray there, but here, come on, how can I pray here? That means that the noon has not really been taken. It has not really been accepted. It's not really with you wherever you are. It's only confined to certain places. And sometimes it happens that where we know we'll be accepted the way we are, we remain like that. And where we fear that people are not going to accept us the way we are, then we change according to how people want us to be. Recently I was at a mall and I'm walking and this woman goes to me, you're in Canada now. And I'm like, yes I know, thank you very much. And you know, what happens is that when you hear such comments, you develop this fear, right? That people are going to say something to me. So I can't do this anymore. I cannot go with this abaya anymore. You know, a jacket is okay. It's winter anyway, so if my jacket is knee length, it's okay, what's the big deal? Just so that I can fit in more with people. You know, I'll blend in with the people. And if I wear this, I'll stick out. So I don't want that. I don't want to draw too much attention because it's going to be difficult. I can't tolerate that. But what happens is that when you remain firm and you don't get affected by what people say to you, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you that confidence as well. So this morning I happened to be entering a store. And as we're crossing the street, somebody honked at us. I didn't even look. I just went my way. And my husband's like, that was this woman that we know of. I'm like, oh, I thought it was somebody honking because of, you know. So I didn't even bother looking at them. I just went my way. Because I thought that perhaps, you know, who would honk at you at random? A person who doesn't look like a Muslim, but, you know, and they're not a Muslim, but my husband knew them through work. So anyway, I didn't think that was a good honk. So I didn't pay attention. So what happens is that when you become firm about your ways, then Allah gives you the confidence and then you don't care about what people say. Then you get over it. You're confident about how you are. Right? You are okay with yourself. And once you're okay with yourself, then it doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what they do. Yes.
1: I know of many sisters who live in Middle East uh, and when they come back to Canada, they don't wear their hijab. And when you tell them, they say, oh, please make dua for me so that Allah may guide me. Yes. I mean, you're in such a beautiful country. You know, you have been living there. People are wearing hijab. But then when you come here, you forget about it. Yeah. And you forget that Allah is watching you.
0: Yes. So, يَمْشِي and فِالنَّاسِ Remember, this is the test. It's very easy to practice the religion of Allah when you are alone or when you are within a closed circle, when you are at al Huda, when you are at a masjid, when you are at an Islamic conference, very easy to put on a hijab, to put on an avaya, to say good things, to walk modestly. Very easy to do that. The real test is when you are amongst the rest of the people who don't think like you, who don't like what you're doing, who don't approve of your choices. That is the real test.
2: Um, I actually have a couple of things to say. The first one, it goes back to, you know, um, kind of being confident in the fact that you're Muslim. And this actually happened to my sister a long time ago. She actually used to work at a store. And then she had the hijab on, obviously, and she was working at the cash. And this lady comes, and she's like, oh, you know, why are you wearing that? You're in Canada now. And, you know, that really bothered my sister. But then she didn't obviously say anything bad because... She had to respect a representative of the store. And then, you know, the lady was pretty loud, and she was sort of insulting to my sister, but she didn't say anything back. And then as soon as the lady left and she was about to cash the other girl, the woman, out, she just said, the woman said, you know, some people are just so ignorant. That kind of gave her fuel because she was a non-Muslim. And it happened recently, too, you know, to me, um, because I, alhamdulillah, started wearing the abaya, um, just try to be a little bit more modest. And... um, you know, a lot of the things we think about exist in our head, and it's actually a yes. proven fact because people are not going to care what you do. And, you know, I was very stingy, and then I thought about about it for about, I think, three days, and I was like, why am I doing this? Because people aren't going to care. And I think recently we did the ayah on putting our trust in Allah, and I sort of used that to kind of push me forward. And, you know, I just walked out, and I felt like I've been wearing this form of modesty for a really long time. And I was just really, really comfortable. And then once I got to like, you know, work and I was on the bus, only one, like someone looked at me and they were just like, what is this? And I just ignored because I was just so happy with the decision I made yes. that I couldn't care less about what you said or think or looked at me. Yes. And um, just lastly,
0: um, sorry, before you continue, what she said that many times the fears are just in our heads. That is very true. Half the time people don't even notice you. And if they do notice you, they'll be like, yeah, okay. They don't really care much about you. And even if they are bothered and they want to say something, majority of the time they won't say it. Which is why you don't hear every third person saying something negative to you. You only hear such remarks once every few months maybe. Or once every few weeks maybe. So when you have those thoughts, those thoughts are coming from who? Shayateen. Because shaitan wants to weaken you. As shaitan al-faqra. He threatens you with poverty. He threatens you. You know, he puts these fears in your head. So don't fall for them.
2: And just lastly, you know, as a Muslim, we have actually been honored with regards to showing our religion of, you know, the modesty and the humility we have and then the hijab. And then I guess I think a lot of the times when we associate, you know, the concept of da'wah, we think of, our tongue. But you have to remember, Dawah isn't just your tongue. It's the way you act in public and the way you present in public. And you never know. You can indirectly be giving Dawah. And it goes back to, I think one of the sisters was talking about, you know, how someone was praying Salah and then a brother in the back kind of saw what was happening. And even in our university, it's like we have the multi-faith room, but then we have a sister's prayer room and a brother's prayer room. And, you know, a lot of the brothers, there's a section in the library in the corner. They would just start praying and even there's no sign there that says like you know this is the area they just do it because they know that's part of their faith
0: yes so Yemshi behif when he's walking with that light amongst people this light is a source of guidance for him and also for others when he obeys allah amongst people then he yes he does something good himself but he's also a source of reminding other people he's also a source of darwa so here's one person and on the other hand is a different person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this person, can he be Kaman like the one who مَثَلُهُ his example, meaning his description. The other person, his description is what? That he is فِي الظلمات, in the darknesses. He is in the darknesses. لَيْسَ He is not بِخَارِجٍ at all one who comes out minha from it. Meaning, he is Covered with the veils of ignorance, desire, fear of people. He's in darknesses and he has no intention of changing his ways. He's not coming out of that darkness. So these two people, are they the same? No. One has light wherever he is. He's obeying Allah wherever he is. On the other hand, is a person who is covered in his ignorance, closed in his bias, closed in his following his desires, لَيْسَ بِخَارَجٍ مِنْهَا These two people are not the same. They're very different. Now and in the future. And in the hereafter. Because when the actions are different, the results will be different. One is a person obeying Allah. The other is a person disobeying Allah. Their results are never going to be the same. Kadhalika thus زينا. It is adorned lil kafirina for the disbelievers ma that which canu they used to yamalun they do meaning for the disbelievers their wrong actions are beautified for them meaning they think that what they're doing is so beautiful is so good it's the right thing to do which is why they're so confident about it and they impose the same on you which is why if you're obeying Allah they find that very strange so kathali kazuyina lil kafirina ma kanu yamalun their wrong actions are beautified for them. And for you, the reward that you expect from Allah, that you hope from Allah, that should seem so beautiful to you, that no matter what the people say, no matter how they make fun of you, you still obey Allah. Because at the end of the day, the two people that are mentioned over here, they're never going to be the same. In Surah mulk Ayah 22, أَفَمَن يَمْشِي عَلَىٰ ahda يَمْشِي سَوِيًّا عَلَىٰ صِرَاطِ مُسْتَقِيمِ One is a person who walks fallen on his face. Imagine a person walking like this. Doesn't have any idea. Doesn't have any idea what he should do, what he should avoid. And the other is a person who is walking straight. And he knows about his surroundings. He sees what he should do. He sees what he should avoid. They're not the same. In surah Fatir, ayah 19 to 22 Allah says wama Wa basir the person who can see the person who is blind they're not the same wala darkness and light they're not equal wala wal-hurur shade and sun's heat they're not the same wama the living and the dead even they're not the same so ask yourself am i a person who is alive or am i a person who's walking dead like a zombie you know, an alive person, is aware of his circumstances, his surroundings, where he's going, the choices that he's making, conscious decision. But what I say, what I look at, what I do with my hands and my fingers and my mouth and my eyes, consciously deciding every action, every word. And the other is a person who doesn't care. Different consequences.